Well, again, good morning to everybody. Good to have all of you out. And uh, if you, we have the calendars now, so you can find calendars in the back and get one of those. Uh, but also, um, yeah, put that, keep it close to you. We'll be sending out reminds and different things like that. Uh, but thanks to Kelly for coming up with this idea and getting those ready for us. I'm really grateful for that. I also wanted to thank Alejandra and Chris for the amazing uh, communion message and contribution message today. Thank you for sharing your heart and thank you for inspiring us. So thank you for that. Uh, one of the things that I feel blessed by uh, being in this region is just uh, week after week, uh, hearing people uh, share their lives and share their thoughts. And uh, you know, when I hear many of the communion messages, I feel like, well, that's enough. That's the sermon right there. That's challenging enough. Uh, let's head home. But it's because God has blessed us with so many wonderful people and blessed us with such a rich family, a healthy family that we have here. And so I'm truly grateful for that. I've also been grateful over the summer to be able to uh, share the speaking with Ryan and Ryan and, um, and, and, and Roland and Scott and uh, grateful that we have uh, people that uh, just just had these years of, of wisdom and maturity and also the knowledge and the gift and I'm really grateful for that. So uh, yeah, thank, thanks for that. Um, for the last time this summer, I want to point out uh, how things have grown around us. I've been pointing this out week after week, but you, if, if you were here at the beginning of the summer when we came here, it was actually still spring outside. Uh, the, the grasses that you have on the edges, they were uh, just beginning to grow. And um, these hydrangeas were just sticks. Uh, they weren't green, uh, they were just sticks. Uh, but look at how they flourished. And as I've said all summer long, basically, if you have uh, water, uh, nutrients in the soil, some sunlight, and patience, patience, things will grow. And it's the same with all of us. Hopefully, it's been a summer of growth for you. Uh, hopefully, you've had some nutrients that you've been taking in through the Word of God. You've had the blessings of the Word of God uh, showering you and, and giving you sunshine but you've also had some patience with yourself because it takes all of those things. Um, this has been a summer of reflection for me. Um, next Sunday, a week from today, uh, is my birthday. Um, yes, more importantly, I want you to know, more importantly, on Friday is the birthday of Bilbo and Frodo Baggins. And so don't forget that, remember that, okay? But yeah, I, next Sunday, I turn 66 years old. Um, yeah, which is kind of a big one because now I'm really closer to 70 than I am to 60, you know, and so I see 70 creeping up uh, on me. Um, but actually more than that, more than that number, and that's a big number, uh, Lee and I will have been serving the New York City Church, uh, we have been right now this month, for 40 years. 40 years in the ministry uh, in uh, New York City, and many of them up here in the Hudson Valley. And so, I don't know, 40 years, that's a big number to be working in one place, uh, especially in our churches, if you know our churches. Uh, I think we might actually have the record of being in one place for the longest um, in, in our, our churches. And so, it's been, a, it's been a summer of reflection for me. It's been a summer of 
looking at life and thinking about life, how life has gone. Plus, I've had some speeches that I needed to write, like I was doing a couple of speeches for the Tallinn uh, Teachers Conference, the European Teachers Conference in Tallinn. Uh, I did a speech for the Tolkien Society uh, in Oxford, England. I did it online, but it's, it meets in Oxford, England. Uh, that was crazy, and that was awesome. Uh, it was actually a, a bucket list thing that I checked off. Um, and then I have speeches coming up this week uh, for teachers from, from North America. And uh, we've been talking a little bit about listening for God's voice this summer. I've had three different lessons about listening for God's voice, and I really believe that if you listen, God will say things to you, and the Holy Spirit will nudge you and say, get going, get, get to doing this. Uh, anyway, I was, um, this was way back in July, way back in July. Uh, it was um, early in the morning. The sun hadn't come up yet, and so you know, the sun comes up early in July. Uh, but I was just lying in bed, and I woke up, and I woke up, and I was awake, and I thought, well, the sun's not up, so let me just roll over and see if I can go back to sleep. But I heard the voice of God. The voice of God said, Steve, you've got too much to do. You have too many speeches to prepare. Go ahead and get up. And I know it was the voice of God because it sounded just like my mother. <laughs> and so God was speaking to me with this female Southern accent. Steve, you better get out of bed because you got things to do today. Um, and you know what, whether it was the voice of God or it was my mother's voice, I'm trying to obey voice, both voices, you know, that's important to obey bo both voices. And so I got up and, and I got to work. And one of the things that I, I've been doing since July is just reflecting on life and kind of uh, writing sort of a memoir, but reflecting on life. Some of it about the teaching ministry, some of it about uh, the ministry in New York, and some of it just about just about life, uh, things that have gone on in life. But there's a song by Lennon and McCartney. If you don't know who they are, think Beatles. Uh, they, they were the writing duo for the Beatles, and it's called In My Life, and it's actually one of my favorite songs by them. And uh, it was a song that we used in uh, Daniel's funeral as, as, um, as a, a day of remembrance, a celebration of life. And so it's, it's only grown in my appreciation since then. I'll just quote a little bit of it here. Don't worry, I will not sing it. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't want people fainting and swooning and all of that kind of, that would, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, so, um, but it, it goes, there are places I'll remember all my life, though some have changed. Some forever, not for better. Some have gone and some remain. All these places had their moments. With lovers and friends, I still can recall. Some are dead and some are living. In my life, I love them all. And in the second chorus, it says, though I know I'll never lose affection for people and things that went before. I know I'll often stop and think about them. About them. In my life, I love you more. And I like to think about that. And I like to think about my, in my life, in my life, um, there have been so many things and so many people and so many events. And so I started thinking about that. And it, I think it's, you know, it is important to remember uh, and have memorials for different things in life. In fact, I'll talk about remember a little bit biblically. 
The idea of remember in the Bible, it really is a big idea. It's a big idea throughout the Old Testament. It's a big idea throughout the New Testament. In fact, every Sunday, we take part of our service as memorial. Uh, we do this every week, and it's because Paul asked us to do this every week. Every week, take some time during communion, during the Lord's Supper, to think about the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. But that shouldn't just be a weekly thing, it should be an everyday thing. That all of our lives, every day of our lives, we think about Jesus and we think about what he did for us. Two of the biggest events in the Bible, the first is in the Old Testament, is the Exodus. And, you know, Passover is coming up, uh, or, or rather, <laughs> Passover is in the spring, what am I saying? There are other things that are coming up, like Rosh Hashanah, things like that. Uh, Yom Kippur is a huge day, I'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, but this idea of Passover is something that for the Jewish mind, it's just part and parcel of who they are because of God's deliverance at that time. And the same thing should be the, the same for us with the cross and with the resurrection of Jesus, that it's just who we are as a people of God. I remember when we lived in Jerusalem and we were there for a year, and there were so many days of memorial that came along the Jewish calendar while we were there. But one of them was called a Yah Hashem, a remembering the name or the day of the name. And then another is Yah Hashol, and that's actually the day of Holocaust remembrance, Hashol. And on that particular day, I remember I was, I was uh, walking down the street, and I heard these alarms going off everywhere, sirens going off everywhere. And I wasn't sure, I knew it was that day, but I, I wasn't sure exactly what was happening at that time. But what happened was, and I was in a busy street at a busy marketplace, and there were people all around me, and there were cars driving all around me. When the siren went off, everything stopped. I mean, everything. The cars stopped in the middle of the road. The people that were walking beside me on the sidewalk stopped. The people that were buying and selling in the market stopped. Everything stopped. And so I stopped. I didn't even know why I was stopping. But when everyone around you stops, you stop. People in their cars opened their car doors. They turned off their engines in the middle of the street, opened the car doors, and they got out of their car. They got out of their car and they stood in remembrance. And it was, in some ways, a very eerie thing because of what they were remembering, the Holocaust. Or in another way, it was one of the most solemn and respectful events I've ever seen in my life because everyone and everything just stopped. It's just still. And that's this idea of remembrance. In Joshua 4, verses 4 through 7, it says, So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? You will tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to you of Israel forever. Twelve stones standing 
as a memorial. And then in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26, this is Paul writing. He says, for I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Joshua says, remember. Paul says, remember. Even Jesus said, remember. You know, one, member, one movie that has this idea of remember in it is the movie, The Lion King, one of my favorite movies. Um, and if you remember the movie, Simba, and I'm gonna do some spoilers right here. So if you haven't seen the movie, then spoiler alert. But Simba is, is discouraged because uh, the pride land has been taken over by Scar. And so he goes off to be alone. And Rafiki comes up to him and Rafiki uh, kind of prods him along a little bit. But one of the things that, that happens is Simba is reflecting and as he was thinking, and he was in this time of remembering uh, Mufasa, Mufasa, his father, speaks from the sky. And his father says to him with that great James Earl Jones voice that only James Earl Jones has, um, Simba, remember who you are. That's close, right? That's bad. Yeah, that, that's respectable. Yeah. And then he says, you are my son. Remember, remember. And that is just such a great scene. And it wakes up Simba. It wakes him up and he does remember who he is. He is the son of the king of the pride land. And he goes back to claim his place uh, and be who he ought to be. And it's good, it's good for us to remember. And I just want to spend just a few minutes here talking about some things we ought to remember. Okay, first, remember who you are. Remember the who. Who are we? Whose are we? Who are we? We are God's children. You are the daughter or the son of the king of the universe. Remember. I mean, that's important. That's big. That's huge. Not only that, you are sisters or you are brothers of Jesus himself. Remember, each of us, we carry the Holy Spirit with us wherever we go. This is our identity. This is who we are. Remember who you were created to be. Remember to give God the glory with your life. Remember we were created to be givers and not takers. Remember we were created to serve alongside of Jesus. Mephasa says to Simba, look inside yourself. You are more than you have become. And I think for some of us, it's good for us just to reflect, to take a time of reflection and who am I right now? Who have I become? And is there more that I need to become with God's help? 
You know, it's easy to feel that there's always more to do, right? Because there is always more to do. And there's always more that we can change because there is always more that we can change. But at the same time, we need to stop and reflect on how far we have come. And that's part of what I've been doing this summer. I know there are things I need to change in my life, but I also know that God has blessed me in tremendous ways, and I'm thankful for God's blessings. God is telling us to look inside of ourselves. Habakkuk 3.19 reads, God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and makes me tread upon the heights. That's who you are. You are that deer that can just climb on the heights of a mountain because of who God is, because of how God has blessed you. So remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Second, remember the why. I always call the why the most important little word in our vocabulary. It's only three letters, but when, when, you, when you answer the why, then you know your motivation. Then you know your purpose. And so it's a question we ought to ask ourselves all the time. Why? Why am I doing this? Why am I at this church service this morning? Why do I commit my life to Jesus? Why will I wake up tomorrow and read my Bible? Why? Why? That is such an important question. And Paul summarizes some of the whys in Ephesians 1, 13 through, I'm sorry, 3 through 14. This is Paul just talking about the blessings of God. And if you ask Paul why, Paul would say, because of God's blessings, because God has blessed us so much. That's why. And so I'm going to read this, read it pretty quickly. It, in, in the Greek, this is one sentence, because it's like God, Paul gets started, and he has a hard time finding a place to stop. Uh, he, just, he just runs on and on about his blessings. But it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he, bestowed, he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the richness of his grace that he lavished on us. I'll stop there and you can read the rest during the week. But as you look at this, some of the reasons for the why is God has blessed us richly in Christ with every spiritual blessing. He's chosen us in Christ even before the foundation of the world. He has adopted us to be his children. He has freely bestowed his grace on us. I love this word lavished. He has lavished us with his grace. He's given us redemption through the blood of Christ, forgiveness of sins. God has made known to us the mystery of his will. And then you can continue to read and look at other reasons why. Because of, because of the blessings of God. And then number three, the when. Remember the when. When, always. The last words Jesus said to his disciples before he ascended up to heaven were, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Always. When, always. 
Because Jesus is always with us, we always live for him. Sometimes it's hard to see Jesus. It's hard to see his presence. It's hard to feel his presence. Why? Because so many things happen in life and because bad things happen in life. But God is there even in the bad times. Jesus is there with us even when we go through trials and struggles. And part of the reason Jesus came to the earth was to learn through his own trials and struggles so that he could help us more, which is amazing to think about. So he could relate to us in every way. The Hebrew writer talks about that. And so when you, when you don't know where Jesus is, keep looking. When you don't feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, keep looking. Because Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they're there somewhere. Every morning, or not almost every morning, when I get up, uh, I go to the, the little deck in my backyard, and I have a place where I sit, and I just look out on the yard, and I have these two massive oak trees above me, which are just brilliant and beautiful. And so on, yeah, on days where it's not raining, I go back there, and I read the Bible, and I pray, and I think, and I journal, and that's how I, that's how I spend the morning doing that. And this past week, uh, actually it was the last week, um, I was back there and I, I had um, my iPad open. I was doing some writing, taking some notes, doing some reading. And I, I noticed these bits of acorn falling. Now acorns are falling in my backyard constantly. And some of them uh, make quite a racket uh, because they have to drop from a, a, a quite a height. But these were bits and pieces, just little bits and pieces of acorn. And they were falling and they were hitting my keyboard and they were falling all around me and they were falling in my hair. And I knew that up there somewhere, there's a squirrel. There's a squirrel up there somewhere who's having breakfast right now. And I looked and I looked and I looked and there's such you know, foliage there. There was so much greenery, these big oak leaves that were just everywhere and every now and then i would see them shake a little bit and i would sh i would see them shake and then i would see little bits of acorn fall you know and they would fall all around me but you know what i never saw i never saw the squirrel i spent all that time gazing and looking and wondering and and uh I almost started throwing things just <laughs> because it was a little frustrating, like, where are you? I know you're up there. I see the leaves moving. I, I see the bits and pieces of acorn falling. Where are you? But I looked for 15 or 20 minutes and never saw that squirrel. And sometimes that's how it is with God and with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You look and you look and you're like, where are you? I can't see you right now. But God is there because the promise is there. Jesus said, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. The promise is there. And so sometimes we have to trust the promise. Um, and in my life, what happens is, is that I don't know about you, different people react to situations in life different ways. But one of the things that happens to me is I get stressed and I get nervous and I get a nervous stomach. 
And I feel that way a bit this week because this is a big week. I, we got people coming in on Wednesday uh, from all over North America. Thursday, there's a teacher's conference or a teacher's uh, service team. Friday and Saturday, the big conferences. And so there's a lot going on around me now. And the thing is, when I get that way, I just have to stop and I have to pray and I have to take a breath and I have to remember you're with me always to the end of the age. And so I hope that that's something that you will do. God says, remember, remember I am here. Who are we? We are God's people. Why? Because God has lavished his grace on us. When? Always. Remember. Remember the day you were baptized, how fresh and alive you felt. Remember when you read the word of God and your stony heart did melt. Remember the days of fellowship that tarried late into the night. Remember the time you encouraged someone to not give up the fight. Remember the day you studied the cross and saw Jesus wrapped in pain. Remember how tears fell from your eyes like a torrential summer rain. Remember how Jesus changed your life with his resurrection power. Remember how you clung to him every second, minute, and hour. Remember there is much to do, lost souls that must be won. Remember that we serve not man, but God's beloved son. Remember the best is still to come when our days on earth are done. Remember a crown of life awaits after our final race is won. Remember.